Welcome to I Come As One, a podcast co-hosted by Black women on a mission to build community on the foundation of our culture and authenticity while holding ourselves and others accountable for championing our success and well-being. Thanks for tuning in to our empowering conversations about workplace trauma, career and business development, personal and professional growth, and so much more. Head on over to icomeasone.com for all of the links to watch episodes on YouTube, follow us on social media, and join our 10K community. Hope you enjoy this episode. Always with love, Fatima, Kristen, and Sean. On this episode of I Come As One, meet Alexis Sidney. As CEO of the 12 firm, Alexis and her team are on a mission to empower and equip entrepreneurs to achieve success with their business finances. You'll hear how Alexis made the courageous leap from careerist to full-time business owner, and she's breaking down all of the joys and struggles of her journey. Plus, she's sharing her recommendations for what to do before you make big business decisions. Tune in as your co-hosts chat with Alexis and get ready to be inspired. If you'd like to say hey or leave a comment, reach out at hello at icomeasone.com. We have all been in a position where we wanted to like quit our jobs, Ooh, right? Yeah, I <laughs> and sometimes we, sometimes we, you know, just keep going, waking up and taking it day after day. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we actually take the leap and make it out mm-hmm. on our own. So I'm just excited to have my friends and business partner and all things, you know, just community here, Alexis. And she's going to talk to us about just her journey as an entrepreneur, as a careerpreneur, and then also just as an entrepreneur by itself. So all the wealth of knowledge that she has and experiences that she has and, and we can relate to on so many levels. And um and I'm excited for you to give us some advice, too. Yes. How to get where you at. Yes. <laughs> We're trying to be like you when we grow up. Yes, Thank you. yes, 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 yes. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. And of course, um, it's my girl. We have been through this journey. I feel like she took it with me. <laughs> but I'm here in um, full-time entrepreneurship. And I believe, yes, next year, Next, not next year, next month, on May 15th will actually be one year where I left the federal government. Yes. And I decided to and get into full-time entrepreneurship. Mm. So my journey, um, I started my business actually in college. Oh. Um, I had no aspirations of really being an entrepreneur. Um, it just kind of happened. I met um, a friend at that time. And um, his thing was, I'm going to show you how to become a millionaire. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. (laughs) And I was actually in school um, studying biology. Me too. Believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) That organic chemistry just (laughs) took you out. (laughs) That's where it all changed for me, too. That's where it's like the wake up call. Yes. And, you know, so I started looking at other opportunities and it was really too late in my um, school journey to switch. So mm. it's like, you just gotta make it through. You gotta mm. make it happen. And um, so 
I connected with this friend and um, he exposed me to taxes. And it wasn't anything new. Growing up, my father always did taxes. He had the books, he mm-hmm. went to the library, get the schedules mm-hmm. and everything. The whole dining room table was just filled with yes. everything <laughs> for tax season. And I was familiar with it. He would do friends, family, and all of that stuff, but it wasn't a business. Um, and growing up, we learned at the school that we go to, we learned taxes and the importance of it. So when this opportunity came to me, I went, I took a class, I like shut all my friends off because we used to go hang out all the oh, time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get this, I'm going to learn it. And bam, I did. I passed the course and I opened up my first office in November of 2004. And since then, I've been rocking and rolling. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so funny as we're wrapping up, I think this is my 18th tax season, um, April 18th. It's like I see the journey. Um, But into the journey, um, I decided, you know, you go to college, you get these degrees, you spend all this money, and it's embedded in you like, you got to go get a job. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And so pay for this this business. (laughs) And I was like, well, I got to go get a job. So I, got on with um, FEMA as a contractor. And that's how I got my segue into the federal government as a contractor. And I stayed there for about three years in that role. And it was crazy. Um, <laughs> I was on the readiness staff. I got a paycheck every week, whether mm-hmm. I work or not. <laughs> so I still got the freedom to, hey, do what I want to do. But when you got that phone call, like, it's a disaster coming. You got to go. Mm-hmm. I would have to shift gears. Um, so I did that for a while. And then I really like the travel and I like how tax season was January through April. And so June through the rest of the year, I kind of was like, I figure something And I wasn't really set up there or didn't know how to be set up to like make the business generate income mm-hmm. throughout the year. It was just tax season only. So fast forward, um, took a job at the federal government, and this is how I connected with Fatima because I would travel to different spaces. Um, I would manage um, disaster funding and grants for billions and billions and billions of dollars of funding. And I would travel to make sure that um, the projects and the program areas and different things were being accountable for the federal monies that were awarded to them. Um, So I did that. And as I grew, um, I still maintain my business, but I didn't really grow it. It was more of, I got my job, good paying job, and I got tax season, and this is free money. <laughs> right, that's right, right. And I played hard. I did <laughs> but as I started growing and I got married and I had a baby one and maybe two came mm-hmm. and three came <gasps> and the job became full-time travel and it stopped my growth. And it was almost like they were doing me a favor by allowing me to stay and work there. They were always say, oh, well, you know, you can't travel. So we can't give you this job promotion that's coming up. Oh, and it was like dangling that little carrot. Yeah. Over there. And then I just started, I was like, okay, well, I started developing curriculum and writing like classes and courses that got approved and they would get contractors to come on and make it compliant. And one of my courses actually got selected to be a part of the um, Federal Institute, um, which is in Gettysburg, Maryland. And mm-hmm. it's now a standardized course. And I wrote it from scratch to finish. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting here doing this. And I asked for a raise and they said, oh, we think you're good. They gave me a thousand dollar bonus. Like, oh, yeah, I know about 
no raises but bonuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not to say the audacity. These people getting a contract, and I'm sure they got way more than a thousand dollars. And I did all the footwork, and I'm meeting with them weekly to kind of mm-hmm. structure the course. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm certified as a woman small business, mm-hmm. and I had all the credentials to do that. And I'm like, why am I pigeonholing myself in this box? One, it was comfort. I got my paycheck every two weeks. Yes. <laughs> it was yeah. good. I worked 40 hours a week or I was on Holidays. the clock for 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew my check was coming. Yeah. And I started questioning, like, what would it look like to leave the federal government, that good government mm-hmm. job, and go and just be a full-time entrepreneur? And I got a coach and she asked me, her one question was, what is holding you back? Mm-hmm. And I said, the medical. Uh, <laughs> yes. So yes, we started yes. looking at the business and the numbers and the clients. And she was like, you know, you pretty much make what you make at the federal government. It's just, what are you doing with the money? And mm-hmm. I had to start having those serious conversations with myself and really bringing things in per- to perspective. Mm-hmm. And the one kicker for me was I had to leave my baby girl. It was a disaster. And it was, was it? It wasn't Sandy. I was there in New York for a year, Times Square. Oh, but no, this no. was Puerto Rico, uh-huh. um, Maria. And they oh, had the, oh, it okay, was crazy. Yes. I had to literally get on a military plane to get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I had to take my own luggage off the plane. <laughs> I had to sleep on a Navy ship that looked like it was built in 1940. Oh, <laughs> and it was just an experience. And I was like, wow, but I had to leave my baby. And they told me that this is a great opportunity. You're going to have this high FCO position. You're going to go CFO, I'm sorry position you're going to go there you're going to manage you're going to run a team mm-hmm. and they would pump me up and I was mm-hmm. like I got they sold the go. dream yeah they sold me a dream and little did I know I just found out I was expecting during that time as well and my husband was like you can't go and I was like I gotta go this is gonna really help my career and I mm-hmm. went and he said to me, you better bring my baby back. I said, mm. okay, I'm coming. We're going to be good. <laughs> and I went and the experience was good. But when I got there, I was told, oh, you're not a real CFO. We just said that to get you here. And I was like, did they actually? Yes, actually oh, wow. said that. They would have meetings like huddles every day. And um, it came to the point where, well, all the real CFOs come to the meeting and I'm sitting right there. Oh, Alexis, you're not invited to this meeting. OMG. Yeah. And I was like, wow, here I am making this sacrifice to be here for one. I left my family. I'm a mom. My daughter was like maybe one or two at the time. I'm expecting, I'm here trying to rise in rank and I'm being like, almost like, control yeah and I was like I'm not doing this mm-hmm. so needless to say I lost the baby in Puerto Rico something oh, went so wrong sorry. and I was like wow so here now I am in this hospital by myself it's already a, a disaster. disaster people in the hospital on the floor. Had electricity no like oh, it was yeah. crazy generators galore and I'm like making this sacrifice to rise up and all this stuff is happening around yeah. me. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing this. I'm going to do it. And it was very hard. I remember talking to Fatima every week and she's come to me and I just got on the phone one day like, I can't do it. 
outside in a minute, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I set a date. I had a calendar. Mm-hmm. It had all these dates. And I, I had my daughter help me design it. We used to put smiley face stickers <laughs> counting down the days. Mm-hmm. And I had like a month or two left. I, said, I can't do it no more. I'm just going to put the letter in. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, you said July. I said, I don't care. That, that, that two months that yeah. right, right, right. I'm not going to make and I left and it was scary because again I had some money saved up tax season just happened it was an emotional decision and I always say for one have a plan in place not that I didn't have a plan but I had a business that I've been growing for you know over the past 17 years at that time so it wasn't new to me like what am I going to do who are my customers going to be but for someone who really looking to transfer from their nine to five, and I'm sure they have their nine to five, five to nine, you want to get rid of the nine to five, right? have a plan, um, look at your numbers, look at you know where it is that you're trying to go. How much do you need to cover your life expenses? And I always say three times that yes, um, so yes. that you can have a cushion. So you're just not out here like scared and yeah. trying to make ends meet. And um, another thing I would say, my fear was medical insurance. You know, that was the big thing. Oh, I got to have good medical and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And that was the least of my worries. I was able to find medical insurance. And, you know, so it was like, check that off the list. Now what's the problem? Right. (laughs) You have (laughs) medical insurance. So what's left? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what got me there. So the first few months, um, I would definitely say for me, it was breaking down the nine to five mindset because it's almost like you're wired whether you know it or not you go to your job you have this routine mm-hmm. you used to you know whatever position you are you play this role right and I for me I work so when I work I did work and when I didn't work I didn't work but when I work <laughs> I did but I knew I had to be on that computer all day on that just yeah. checking yes. the box to make yes. sure I'm yes. lit up <laughs> And just breaking that away, like Alexis, you can go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit here all day. Right. <laughs> Alexis, you can structure your day. Yeah. Um, Alexis, you don't have to work from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. nonstop. You can right. get up and go do, do something. something. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was that mindset um, of really shifting. And it took a long time. And I've talked with other entrepreneurs who did this journey as well. And that was one thing that they mentioned was the mindset shift. It's real. And it was challenging for me. Um, and so I think I'm just getting there like over a year where it's really okay. And I'm really accepting yeah. like, I don't have to work. Cause that was another thing. I felt like I was working even harder. And I'm like, wait a minute. Some days I'm crying, I just need to go get my job back. Cause like, this is too much. Like this is too much, and so just really making those adjustments and setting boundaries. Um, because again, even with family and friends, I'm an accountant, and I think I'm thankful my family and friends want to support me, but sometimes they could be the worst customers because they know how to reach you personally. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's no boundary. <laughs> <There's none. laughs> and so, you really had to start setting boundaries for myself and really sticking with them. Like today, I got a call from someone 7 a.m., and I'm like wait a minute now <laughs> and I didn't early? respond I was up but I'm mm-hmm. not responding until it's business hours right. um, but then I'm going to direct them to the proper channels because I have a process in place and you have to respect it and follow it or you don't work with me right. and mm-hmm. just really 
learning and growing for myself, um, it got tricky for me because I never had to manage people. Yeah. I always Ooh. managed the process. <laughs> and I started growing my team and bringing people on board. And it was like, oh my gosh, now I'm being that micromanager that I hated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's just really like, growing into the space and that's where I'm at right now it's just really growing and you know scaling and just making sure I'm building a team of people who can truly support me so I can really get to the next level mm -hmm. and continue on this journey um, of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. um, so yeah those that's what really stuck out for me as we go through it I think another thing you have to know what you want to do because I'm a creative. Um, I had at one point four businesses. Oh, um, yes, I had serial entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur. And then as I started focusing on like, what is the one thing that I can do? And my coach made me read this book, The One Thing by um, Gary Keller. Okay. And I read it and I was like, okay, now Alexis, you got to focus on one thing. Right. Let's just try it. And I started, no, I can't do that design project. No, I can't. Because I was making t-shirts, anything digital. I was making it. And I was like, no, it's just accounting. I'm sorry. Um, but just really honing in on that and perfecting it. And that's really helped me as well. Because a lot of times we, we get that scarcity mindset. And we're like, oh, I got to get every customer I can get. Because mm -hmm. I don't know when the next one is coming. But if you have things in place, um, if you focus on that one thing, if you focus on the clients who are your target, you'll have abundance. You don't have to feel like you just yeah. got to take any yeah. and everything because all money is not good money. Amen. Amen. People in the all back. Money so just really um like i said a lot for me which is really defining who i am as a ceo because i'm no longer an employee i'm a ceo yeah. and developing that mindset shift from nine to five to ceo mindset and i'm just really setting boundaries making sure that um, i'm intentional about my spending and I'm not just, you know, out here doing whatever, mm -hmm. make some cuts here and there. I may not go, haven't brought myself a purse in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna get there though. Um, but just making those sacrifices so that I'm comfortable financially mm -hmm. and I'm able to sustain and just really continue to invest into my business yes. and continue to grow and take yes. it to the next level. Yeah. Well, whoo, I, I know. Like, thanks for sharing all that. <laughs> shift 
but you also have to let go of some things first before you can move forward. And just in the world, um, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial movement is so amazing because it is one way that Black women are getting liberated. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the sure. fastest growing population Absolutely. of business owners we and we're doing it for ourselves. And so I just heard all of that come through in your yes. story. Now we got to get to these people, right? <laughs> so, yes. Yes. <laughs> And it's, job. it's funny that you said what you said, though, uh -huh. Tima, because I pulled the same thing from what you were saying, uh -huh. because there's something, and let's take it to the audience, right? There's a lot of people watch TikToks and Reels all day, but there's one that I keep seeing that stands out to me the most <laughs> is I quit my nine to five because I was tired of working so much and started my mm -hmm. own business. And now look at me, I'm working 24 seven, yeah, yeah. right? So I think that's a part of it that people forget about is like, no, like if you don't work, this check isn't coming mm -hmm. and people management. So part of my day-to-day -day job is people yes. because of program management, you have to be able to collaborate and reach across the aisles and you know, cross collaboration is the name of the game. Yes. And when you are a manager, that's completely different. You need to make sure you can get your job done. And that only happens if your staff is doing that work. So how do you find that middle ground between micromanagement? Because again, I hated that as well, where I find it. Yeah, you know what? That's a good question. Are you still finding it? Is this an active process? Do they need to, you know, chat you? Are they working remotely or are they coming into the office and you have to see them? Or if they're late, is there a write-up process? You know, I just It's funny that you asked that. You know, all of that stuff has to be developed um, because I'm not just a solopreneur now. Right. I have a team. So mm -hmm. before it was fine. I can, the one man show, do whenever you want. Whenever um, you want. But yeah, it's so <laughs> funny because um, I do have a staff and the job can be done remotely, but they have to come to the office every day, mm -hmm. even if I'm working from home or not. <laughs> <laughs> social media person and I'm just going through the designs and I know how to design of course but I said I don't need to design okay. and she sent the graphics I'm like uh-uh send me the edit I, I'm editing this. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not me. this is not how I want to be represented mm -hmm. and so a lot of times yes I, I find like you kind of shift into the micromanagement because this is your baby yeah and it has to be the way you want it to be and not what you know they may not see your vision and you may have to work with them so I'm learning to take a step back and not just I'll call the team in a minute like girl <laughs> event session but really take the experience and say okay how can I get better from this 
Did I do everything I could to prevent me from the micromanagement? Did I teach the person the proper way? Did I, I'm learning to use different learning styles yes. and really identify, you yeah. know, those disassessments and all that stuff you mm -hmm. learn in school yes. and yes. learning yeah. behaviors yeah. and styles and really using that. I didn't think it, I would ever need <laughs> to, but really using that to make sure that, you know, I'm doing everything I can um, on the forefront. And then if I have to micromanage, then there's a problem. And then that means like you may need to part ways. So mm -hmm. that's really where I'm going now. And the whole thing of performance reviews, like mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. I really had to hate those. Now people have expectations <laughs> hate of you as an employer. Yeah. yeah, you have to show up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's just a whole new arena that I just never thought I would step into. And I think for me, you know, I still wear many roles. I, I don't have an HR person. So I guess as I grow, I can keep that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have to fulfill that function. But for right now, it's more high level where I have to do a bit of this. I have to do a bit of that. And I just have to make sure it all gels together. Mm -hmm. And again, it's still fresh and new. Yeah. Um, like I was sharing with my husband, like, yes, I've, I've had this business for 18 years, but I've never ran it in this capacity. Yeah. I never yeah. had to, like, this is it. I have to right. depend on this. And, you know, um, so it's just really a different way. And it's really the first year of full-fledged entrepreneurship mm -hmm. for me. I'll, like I said, I've been doing it. Um, so I'm excited. Um, sometimes I say I want to quit and go back, but I'm not going to go fire yourself. But I'm going to keep pushing forward. But I did set a boundary with myself, and I had to be realistic. Um, if I didn't see this result by this time, yeah. then I had to reevaluate to see because at the same mm, time, I, like I do that. have a family yeah. and I have small kids and they have needs. Yeah. And this is me. Like, I don't, I'm not the type to say, oh, I'm leaving this business to my kids. My kids may not want nothing to do with right. accounting. They may <laughs> not, you know. But it'll be an evaluation that they can sell. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. I'm yeah. setting yeah. you up yeah. to have something. <laughs> there will be something. Right, absolutely. So yes, I'm yeah. curious too, right? So I've been seeing a lot of articles about um, the school to nine to five pipeline. I guess is how we, we could frame that, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole idea behind it is we are taught to go to school every day this time to this time you do work mm -hmm. you learn how to deal with others and play nice mm -hmm. and everyone has their role there might be the door holder and et cetera et cetera right yeah, so there's the, you know everyone has their <laughs> position right and then you graduate you're taught to get that job mm -hmm. to your point earlier and so I'm wondering if that's why so many people just gravitate to nine to five it could also be geographical reasons so mm -hmm. I graduated school in Tallahassee mm -hmm. and if you work in the capital of Florida <laughs> you go and you work for the state because that is the biggest employer yes. in the you know in that region yes. and so people come from South Georgia and that's kind of the role you take not because you wouldn't rather do something else but you're trying to find a job to survive mm -hmm. and if you're someone maybe personality types you know function into that too so I'm a very structured person so yeah. if I know that I need to work this time to this time that works mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that but I've also started my own little business because I'm like this doesn't work for me mm -hmm. right and I right. need to have my own creative freedom right, right. and etc etc but I also feel like there's just so many confounding um, factors because COVID happened right. so now I work from home mm -hmm. and now I don't need to work nine to five and maybe that means I'm working nine to twelve and I might take a two-hour lunch to go run errands right. but I'm also working longer and later yeah 
because I'm at home. Right. So I feel like all of this kind of comes into play. And so I'm just curious from all of you, do you think school kind of sets us up for that or mm-hmm. if it's a personality type or what do you think kind of pushes people a certain way or they try it and decide that's right. not really for right. me. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and just you know yeah. grind and get, <laughs> get to the so position generational right yeah. I think yeah. we did grow up in mm-hmm. an idea where and even for people who do go to college there's still this energy this sort of culture now of embracing entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and I think like when we were sort of going through college there was an expectation that you get a degree to get a job mm-hmm. and um and now I think some people are seeing like college as an experience, right? Yeah, like yeah. I want to go to college, have the experience. But even in college, I I have a business. I mean, I just see so many people on Instagram. They're in college, but <laughs> they knocking on the door <laughs> with my salary. I'm like, can I get a job? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that whole energy, I think, and culture of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. that um, is just so present now mm-hmm. that we grew up in the era of you're supposed to have a job. Yes um because you need to start with the 401k like you, yes you start <laughs> early planning for retirement 30 years what are you doing exactly. <laughs> and I just think that it's just a, a change of times I think it's right. a change of generations that where it's mm-hmm. it's more acceptable now it's more encouraged now yeah um and people see it being reasonable like feasible like yeah. before it was like you're jumping out on a ledge but I could really be doing this because there are, there's a lot of um, not just opportunity, but a lot of customer, like the customer base is yeah. huge, yeah. right? Yeah. People are, they could get the same thing from multiple people mm-hmm. and, and you could be one of them, yeah. you know? So I do think it's just a, a bit of a change in times as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. I think Great. it's um, not just the financial aspect. I, I believe that there is a place for everybody uh, at work. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not anti-work. I mean, right. Yeah, right. I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I even don't not mind. And especially yeah. coming yeah. out of college because now we have generations where they have forgotten or maybe have not ever learned how to interact with people properly. Mm-hmm. So I do think that there is a place for everyone to have some yeah. sort of job or career at some point. I think what we're getting at is you don't have to stay your whole life there. Mm-hmm. And, and as you do hone your skills, as you do get better, you start to, you know, that's just shoulders off a mm-hmm. little bit and say, hey, I've outgrown this. Mm-hmm. I can do better on my own because I now have a skill. I now have something to offer. And I think in a corporate type of environment mm-hmm. that happens. Now, if you're an innovator, it's a little different. You yeah, know, you're in your kitchen, different. you're cooking something up and yeah. it's the next big thing. But especially for corporate government, public administration that we're all in, I think there is a place for work and you, you tend to just come into your own at some point. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing when you get there. Um, I also think to your point, Sean, that, that you can see it a little more now. And that goes to what we were saying about mentoring and modeling. There weren't that many examples, particularly of Black women who had broken away, who were yeah. entrepreneurs and who were doing that. But you can actually see it now, thanks mm-hmm. to social media, whether you know them or not, you have access in a different way. You have models where you can, yeah. um, there's a blueprint for Absolutely. success. You can emulate that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are sharing more right yes. so we're on podcasts right. we're doing blogs yes. we're doing interviews we're making it on magazines now and we're yes. sharing 
and creating courses to say, this is how I did this and you can do it. Yeah, and people definitely are coaching as well Mm -hmm. where they want to show you. So it's easy. So it's like, shame on you if you don't go, if you want to do something and you have that dream, like the resources are there. People yes, are yeah. willing to, whether you pay for it right. or it's free. <laughs> right. It's out there. It's, it's out there. there. So it's like, go get it. Um, but I do agree with everything you all said. Um, I, I, for myself, just being in the accounting space, um, I'm starting to see a lot of self-employed and um, just with the taxes and yeah, things. Absolutely. So there's definitely a mm-hmm. shift with people and um, how we're, you know, looking at entrepreneurship, you know, the Uber driver, that's a gig worker, you know, mm-hmm. they're considered self-employed. That yeah. is a business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely um, a shift there. And for myself, I, I think like our generation, my parents' generation, you know, they were, they go to work and they mm-hmm. stay there for 30 years. Yeah. My mom has yeah. been on her job <laughs> and stay there. Yeah. Um, so okay. I look at her and I'm like, I don't think I'll do anything. We got to give our parents credit too yeah. because mm-hmm. each generation helps catapult the next. Okay. Yeah, it's sure. taking us a shorter amount of time to do things because it took them a longer mm-hmm. amount of time. So that's important and it's necessary mm-hmm. for us yeah. to get um, where we are. But I think um, the the conversation about coaching and mentoring and people sharing just goes to what we've been talking about already and the importance of community and how we're really mm-hmm. recognizing yeah. that we're stronger together mm-hmm. and we can do more and go faster and go farther together than we can apart. So I think that, yeah. you know, we're on to something just by actually sitting here and having this conversation. Yeah. We're like exemplifying mm-hmm. the what the way the world is going. Yeah. 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 And I wondered if Alexis could talk a little bit more about because you mentioned before about like calling Fatima and venting <laughs> so I just wanted to know if you could talk a little bit more about like what does that support system look like for you because sometimes it's built in when you have a job and somebody else is with you and you're like girl these people are going crazy today but you know that's kind of something you have to manage when you are now the leader um, of a staff Yes. You can't necessarily vent with them the same way you can, right? No. You want them to stay invested in the business, not be afraid <laughs> that, it's, that it's going it's down. Going right? like, <laughs> um, but, you know, then there's that line of what is appropriate. And so I just wonder if you could talk a little bit more about, like, what does your support system, what does your tribe, your mm-hmm. space look like for that? Yeah, so I have an amazing tribe, and I had to learn to except that I need help, you know, mm-hmm. we all need help, yeah. because for so many years, and I can't go back and change the past, I was one by myself, <laughs> I didn't have no coach, I didn't have anything, and I, I look back now, and I'm like, dang, I wonder if I would be somewhere else, mm-hmm. or further along, or, you know, we all have our level of what we define success as, mm-hmm. if I had the right people, and not just thinking, oh, I, I know how to do it, I'll figure right. it out. Yes. Um, but right now, um, I do have coaches. I, I pay for them. I stay connected with different mastermind communities mm-hmm. where it's filled with people who are definitely more skilled 
more advanced than me. Sometimes, I mean, some of them are like, I don't know what these people are talking about. <laughs> but I know I need so to be here right now. And yes. I'm get back to myself on the yes. <laughs> And it's an uncomfortable space. But, you know, within those spaces, um, you grow, you mm-hmm. learn. Um, you have people you can bounce ideas off of. I had one that's so funny. I was working on something and I'm trying to step into a new lane with some um, services that I'm offering and I know how to do it, but it's just, you know, believing in myself that I can do it. And like you said, you know, when you're on a nine to five, you go get training, they'll coach you, somebody will show you the ropes, Mm -hmm. but as you have to kind of figure it out and learn it. And she said, I'm giving you homework. And I was like, oh, and she wow. really followed up with me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Did I get an A? Yeah, I needed that. But you need those types of people yeah. in your life. And you have to be humble enough to, you know, be willing to accept it. So my community and tribe, um, again, I have other professionals in the accounting space that I connect with because they're not competition. You know, I had to learn, like, what's for me? is for me and you're not a, a competitor like mm-hmm. you know so we can you know cut that away and right. now we can be able to support people so I have a team of other tax professionals and they'll call me and they're like girl I just need the vent or I need to ask you a question I really don't know and it's okay it's a safe space mm-hmm. where it's not like we're judging each other it's like girl, right. you don't need to be doing taxes if you but that's what works for me um, because again leadership can be a lonely place mm-hmm. um, again and I have to, you know, for myself, my husband is so funny. He said, you don't go to lunch with your employees. Y'all don't just go. I said, no, I don't because we're not friends. <laughs> and yes. I'm not being the mean one, but I'm it's just boundary. setting the boundaries because, again, you you have to keep things in place um, so that the engine continues to yeah. run. And maybe, again, as I grow and scale, it'll be different. You know, yeah. if I'm just the one, hey, everybody, I could be that CEO that yeah. I'm not really doing work. I'm just there. Put your hand in your head. Yeah. yeah. I can say, yeah. hey, I'm going lunch today. Or let's yeah. go here. Just, you know, come on. But yeah. I can't do that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my tribe, again, they're amazing. And, um, I, I just feel that people really need, if you're going to be an entrepreneurship, just get you different groups of people, get a coach, make sure your coach has a coach, um, make sure that you're coachable because that was another mm-hmm. thing. I felt like I needed every coach in the world once I decided <laughs> I was taking this and I have shiny object syndrome. I'll be the first <laughs> I want it. Yeah, I need that. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to, you know, make it happen. And, um, it's a thing, and me and the team have talked about this, where you're consuming, and I felt like at one point, I was just so eager to make this dream happen. I was consuming, 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 and it's like, okay, when are you going to execute? Yes, yes. <laughs> There's only so many training classes yes. and webinars. And now you must do. Yeah, yes. 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 so I'm yes. going to recommend a book, and I'll put it in the show notes. It's called Start Ghetto. Oh, because <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah, no, 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 no. Her okay. name is the teacher O. But the idea is you have to just get started. And we talk about mindset shift. We talk about just doing it, but we don't want to devalue how difficult that is yeah. or, or what other factors may be um, going into not being able to do that. But the start ghetto uh, philosophy is about just doing it from where you are yeah. and giving it a chance. And there's another quote, I don't remember who said it, but it's like, 
the entrepreneur or the expert has failed more times than the beginner has even tried mm. because it comes wisdom comes with experience yeah. you yeah. have to try it before you can know what you like what you don't like before you can learn who you are about yourself so it doesn't have to be beautiful it took alexis you know 16 years to do it and we can sit here and we're celebrating it but that's not the same as saying that it's easy. Yeah. And I think exactly. social media tends to glorify that. They show the positive. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. 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 I think giving yourself grace is like the oh. newest thing oh, that everyone sure. is really realizing and embracing and me myself personally. Mm-hmm. Learning how to give myself a little bit of grace and understanding I will fail too. Mm-hmm. And it is okay to share with people like your testimony to yeah. say, I definitely have failed at numerous things, right? Because people just look at me and see the shiny part. They see, oh, she got her PhD. (laughs) She's working with a great company. She's traveling. And I'm like, no, but do you see me when I was up at night coding after work from 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. weeks on end? You didn't see that part. And you didn't see the part when I had to start over a whole chapter Uh, of a dissertation. And you didn't see the part. Right. Right. Mandy was acting up. That's a whole nother session. You know, and you didn't see the D's that I got in class. I wasn't always straight A. I got a college and I was out here having fun. You know, I was like, oh, there's nobody holding me accountable. My professor doesn't even care if I'm in class today. Oops, I missed an assignment. Me, I missed an assignment. But giving yourself grace to say, you don't know all the answers. You don't know everything you need to start your business, but there are resources. You can Mm -hmm. find it. You might not execute the proper way, but you can get there. And I think you shared a lot of your pros and cons and lessons. Lessons. It's all good. Lessons. It's been a very long day. All your lessons that you have learned, but is there anything that you wanted to highlight or share that you think is a good like takeaway message for it? Yeah, I think one thing that is um, just jumping into my head that I would like to share is that for one, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Very true. And it's okay. Um, I had to take a step back because I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I saw people and my friends and I'm like, you got so much talent. You don't need to be on that job. You don't need to do that. And yes, I found yes. myself getting yeah. frustrated with them. Like, girl, quit. <laughs> like, do your own thing. And they're like, no, I'm doing my job. Yes. I'm okay. Yes. And so I had to learn that it's okay. You know, some people want to work. That's everybody's not built for. Everybody doesn't want the responsibility. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are in that space, just really don't try to do it yourself. Get you some help. Um, I always tell people, business owners, especially for the accounting side, because I see some messes, <laughs> go get you a consultation with a professional so that you can know how it's going to impact you financially and so that you can set the proper systems in place um, because I, I see it too much where people are just randomly doing stuff. They don't know what they're doing. They have nine to five jobs and they have a business and they're not taking taxes out. And then it's a surprise when it's tax time. It's oh, like, what? Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, like oh, that was mine. That bill was real <laughs> and they real. want their money. That's yeah, real. And so I just say like, just really um, don't think you can do it on your own. Get some help get the resources that you need so you can set yourself up and be intentional about it. You know, I had a whole 16, 17, 18 years of experiences and I was young, but right now, you know, I'm intentional, but I don't have time to figure it out, you know? Yeah. So if I know somebody has traveled this road, they have the experience, 
they know it. I'm going to them to get the help that I need so that I don't have to go down the road of trying to figure it out or let's see what happens or guess it. Um, so that's just one thing that's on my heart to share. Um, but definitely, um, if you want to transition, um, just have a plan in place and, you know, set up a plan, set some boundaries, set some goals, figure out what it looks like um, versus being a nine to five or being a full-time entrepreneur and just really getting the financial part in place um, so that you can make a comfortable transition mm -hmm. and um, just make it happen. Um, yeah. You can do it. Yes. And that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, yes. I did. This is that's awesome. Good. We appreciate it. <laughs> so we will definitely let the audience know how to connect with you. We'll put that information in the show notes because we need to have more of these conversations. We want people to come to you as they get started so they won't have to come to you afterwards yes. after they've messed up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they have to get it straight now. Out. But we appreciate your time today, and you yes. are now a part of the 10K community. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Visit icomeasone.com for complete episode details, and don't forget to like and share.